Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they are in 150 cities worldwide. You gotta check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show what's up this your boy Lil Duval and check out my podcast Conversations with Unc on the Black Effect Podcast Network each and every Tuesday Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness unlike my work on stage I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh every Tuesday listen to Conversations with Unc hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. Welcome to the show. It's the Nikki Glaser Podcast. It's Thursday. Uh, that means we have um, Fanthrax, which is our... Listener voicemails that we'll get to later in the show. I'm excited about that. Noah said there's some good ones. Um, top of the morning to you, Andrew. I like the, I like the foreshadowing. Really? I don't usually do that. It's like if you stick around, Ooh. around minute 42, you might get what You're you like, want. I like that thing you do that most shows do. <laughs> Literally every other show on TV <laughs> and every podcast does except ours. Foreshadowing is not like um, I'm exactly telling you what's going to happen. It's usually it's like, like and maybe omen. later we will hear from someone. That's oh, more foreshadowing. But is there shit. like a dark so the, connotation to it? Oh, maybe. Why don't you give it a little look-see-upsy? Look- <laughs> yeah, yeah, we need to know. if Is it maybe it's um, a blended with like some predicting something with asparagus? <laughs> Ham drip. Ham dripsies. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, yeah. It's I guess I don't know what that's called when you're. It's a warning or indication oh, a warning. of a future event. 
Indication. Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't mean it's ominous. Could. You want to hear some new words that I've I've learned from yes. um, both reading a book and from Sam Harris? Let's hear it. One of Let my favorites. Um, I, I would love to. Obstep. Obstreperous. Obstreperous. O b s t r e p e r o u s. Obstep. Obstreperous. Obstreperous. Um, that's something to do with your. Uh, you can't speak, it's or you like speak an too obstacle. much. Like like something that gets in your way. No, it's noisy and difficult to control. How did you know that? Well, I was thinking strep throat, and then ob is big. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I got to it. <laughs> well, that's actually like how you get the, the etymology, I think. Edamame? <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> Your mom? Chilled soybeans. <laughs> um, fusty. F-U-S-T-Y. Fusty? That's Fergie's sister. I just like sister. that word. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she was an original member of the Black Eyed Peas. Fusty, uh, that's a, a fish song, I think. Uh, fusty. Fusty is like uh, messy. What about Little Fusty? He's pretty cool. He's coming up. <laughs> Kanye just signed him. He hates Jews. He's cool. Um, what did you say it was? Uh, like messy. Uh, well, it, it's smelling stale, damp, or stuffy. The yeah. fusty odor of decay. That'd no, it's, be, that doesn't mean it means smelling. It doesn't mean messy. Yeah, you, for sure. You were not on par with that one. I'll give you the other one. That was very impressive. Okay, <laughs> pres, precipitously. Don't even. I can't even say that word. I'm. Not, you think I'm going to learn it? Can we try it? Precipitously, <laughs> like precipitation. Precip- precipitously. Precipitously. Yeah. So uh, precipitously means uh, it, um, it. It's uh, or precipitous. I comes guess is before, the root word. Comes before. Dangerously high or steep. Oh. Man, I got precipitous Lee. at that fish show. Dangerously <laughs> high. <laughs> it's dangerously high or steep. Precipitously. I love That was a Sam Harris one. And then my favorite one, I've been listening to the Sam Harris podcast to lull myself to sleep probably for a week now, and I can't get past. I've only done half of it. And this word always wakes me up, and I try to go remember it, and I never have the... Um, I'm not awake enough to write it down on my phone, but last night I was, and I got it. Alacrity. 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 That means uh, you're lacking um, <laughs> You alimony. can't just hear a little word inside <laughs> it. <laughs> Why? It worked for the first one. <laughs> I guess it did. Alacrity. Uh, alacrity. Can I have it in a sentence? Um, she accepted the invitation with alacrity. She didn't really give a shit about it. She doesn't want to do she it. She accepted the invitation with uh, like hesitation. Ye- you mean like like uh, apathetic? Um, no, it means brisk and cheerful readiness. Of course, yeah, yeah. So if you're uh, now spelling these words would be a whole alacrity thing. was hard. I put it in my phone as E L and it's A L A. Alacrity, yeah, alacrity. So that's just a little. How far did did you do the spelling bee when you do you remember when you're oh in yeah I got high, a, elementary I, school everyone I think probably remembers the word they got eliminated on if you're a competitive yeah punk mine like was I word <laughs> I didn't get right <laughs> I spelled it with two R's <laughs> you're probably a good speller right no oh not <laughs> get out of here you're not do you even know who I am like do you get nervous writing things like in front of Brenna. I get nervous sometimes reading things not knowing words ooh yeah sometimes I'll look like so. In Jewish Wait, you don't you get nervous reading things. Yeah. But I read a lot but if I don't know a word mm-hmm. but, but wait a second. No, Hold no, on. reading Spelling. out loud. Reading oh, out loud. Okay, okay, Sorry. gotcha. Gotcha. So like if um you know, a lot of times with like Jewish religion, each person has to go around the room and read like a passage. 
So yeah, I'll start. Most of us do that in just normal school. No, just yeah, so it's not like it's the religious part of it. Yeah. It's just like the tradition. Um, I don't think that's a tradition you pass down. Where you <clears throat> in the Jewish culture. Maybe it is. I don't uh, know. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but d- didn't you just do that in sc- regular school where okay, you would just go through a chapter? Too. Yeah, yeah. In non-Jewish I school. I'm, I just want to make sure everyone can relate to this, but I feel like it's... I'm like, yes, what kind of school did you go to where you only did that out of the Torah? Okay, this is broader than I thought. Okay. Okay, <laughs> okay in regular non-Jewish yeah. school, in history class, uh-huh. some people did history, I would read what I had to re- read before it got to me because I was so did nervous. That. Okay. Everyone did that. Again, uh, this is, a no- this is I guarantee just you- Jews, I think. You can make a meme about that of like- <laughs> You know when it's when I know I have to read. You count the number of people where it's going to be, and you go paragraph, paragraph, and you count which paragraph. Yeah, yeah. And it's the worst. <laughs> if you're a teacher out there and you do this, make it random so the kids can't c- count ahead because you you will not be present otherwise. Yeah. Or oh. just don't do it because I w- you're never present. You're always reading what's next, and I. Sorry, as a fast reader and a fast person, Ooh. I could not stand. W- it made me hate the sm- the slow kids. And by the way, reading comprehension or being able to read, it's a, a th- you could be an, w- the most intelligent person and just have a reading a learning yes. disorder that makes it so you can't read. So it, uh, but my dumb six year old or sixth grade brain would be like, this kid's dumb. And then you're then I think that kid's dumb the rest of my life. There are certain, I can remember who was a slow reader that I go, God, can Ray Poole please read? every passage he was like the smoothest reader yeah. he he read so fast it was like delicious i was like oh please call on ray and then they would always call on you know jeff i don't want to say slow jeff is that but what you want to say are on the tip of my tongue yeah you know like i remember who and i was just somewhere in between but i would really it would almost actually be fun to see what words they would come up with my favorite ever was tyler schoonover he was not a bad reader but he just got ahead of himself much like i did on wheel of fortune when i said where is the metaverse and how do we get there instead of i i realized that story you thought i you would go on wheel of fortune and you would read each word when you guessed the clue Whereas I see it as like, okay, I know it, and I'm just going to say it, which is a mm. mistake. But you would go, where is the metaverse? And how that, but most people don't. They just kind of go, oh, it's a common phrase. And then they just go, you know what I'm saying? I, I could see how I could get common phrased, right. like tricked. But, I, but yeah, I see what I you're saying. I realized you thought I was like just reading I as we, like, a, like who would ever do that? Yes. But you know, I was just like saying what I thought it was. No, that's what I, I, I thought that. Okay. I thought that you just made a. I don't a, want you to think I'm a Monique. No, I think you're oh, dumb in many name. ways. <laughs> I think you can be dumb. You're, yeah. But, but there is an argument that you read too fast. Yes. It, well, it's got, it, this is a problem for me. It's like I, the Wheel of Fortune and yeah. um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I just am too fast and then I make mistakes. It happens all the time. Have you seen the video of the guy that went on like a Shark Tank? kind of show uh, or like x factor and he said i'm the fastest oh yeah so funny it was like a ugandan yeah. america's got talent and the guy takes the book and just goes <laughs> he goes like <laughs> he goes what, what's in that <laughs> and the guy goes what are you doing and he goes i just read the book really fast book. and the guy is so serious i guess you had to be there um uh, it's so funny it's so funny and the guy funny. like assaults him he's like oh. get off my show acting like this he's really mad i mean it's one of the funny things i've ever seen <laughs> it was good but what has, has oh I yeah saying? sorry yeah so the slow kid speeding speed re oh no yeah spelling what did you get knocked out on spelling pigeon pigeon p-i-g what did you throw a j in there i mean i'm guessing i did p-i-g-o-n or but uh, that e-o-n pigeon We're adding a d but so you are a 
bad speller. I'm not great. I, I mean, I never made it to the finals in the, the spelling bee in school. I never. You came seem close. like someone who would be a good speller to me for some reason. That's weird. But yeah, I, I think that's just rude. There are certain things in schools where I go, man, they should. I, what do I know about educating kids? But there's some things that make kids so insecure that it takes them out of the moment and they cannot. They, I would be so nervous so many times in school that I wouldn't absorb any information because I was scared about my part that was coming up. And like, you shouldn't make every kid perform. Not every kid wants to be performing, although, you know, it is something they're going to have to use in their life. Like, I know people that can't call to order a pizza or something, you know, like kids have so much people that, yeah. you know, f- people that have that anxiety and those anxieties. I used to be that way. I used to have that much stage fright. And so it's like that you can overcome that. So maybe we should force kids to do it. I don't know. I mean, it's crazy that we both do a profession where we can speak and memorize for an hour or whatever. And then if I had to do a play in fifth grade, I did exactly what you said. I would only be thinking about what my line will be. If I'm going to remember a line, I'm going to look like an idiot for not remembering the line. Oh, I was in plays where I didn't know anything else that was going on. Nothing. And I still do that for scenes. That's bad acting. Yeah. Because acting is like (laughs) you're supposed to actively listen and, and, and you can tell bad actors when they're just not, you don't see them making a listening face. Like, I think that's a part of acting where it's like you have to actually be in the scene. And I find myself doing that all the time where I'm just like, I was in a movie on Friday night called Cursed Friends on Comedy Central. And um, it was the first movie I've done where Amy didn't put me in it. And it wasn't like just like a handout kind of yeah. thing. Even though she was very adamant at the time about like, I'm not giving this to you because you're my friend. I'm doing it because you're good. But, I, you know, I, and I appreciate her saying that, but this was the first time I booked something. And I probably booked it because a little bit because I'm a, a name. It was a small role. It was like a day's work, less than. No, it's because you went to Tish at NYU. <laughs> yeah. I That's don't know. Why. Like, I auditioned for the lead and I didn't get that. But I got, the, they were like, but we'll give you this. So it was nice. But I didn't audition for this role, but it was still nice. <laughs> Um, and I watched it on Friday night and I was a little bit nervous because I just, you know, I wanted to be an actress when I was in middle school and high school. And then that didn't, I just never got the right, I never got the roles I wanted. And then I auditioned for theater school and college and I didn't get in. And, um, and I don't really try that hard when I act. Like I don't go, there, there have been times for auditions. I go to acting coaches and I'll work on it for like an hour maybe, but I don't really give it much more effort than yeah. that. Even when I get the role, I kind of memorized it on the way there. I'm sorry to Is that to uh, the men who made that as film. a scapegoat then? Yeah, I'm just too nervous about it being bad, so I just put it off. And it's I don't think it's as much as I go, Oh, if I don't work on it a lot, I'll have an excuse for why it was bad. It's just I'm just too scared of working on it because I just want to delay knowing I'm bad. I think that's more of it. Mm-hmm. I think so many people say people procrastinate because they're like, Oh, I'll I'll have an excuse for why it's bad because I waited too long. But mine is I just don't want to find out if I'm bad <laughs> until later. <laughs> it's like cleaning your room. Do you, you know when you wait to clean your room, are you waiting so that if you don't clean your room well you can say, Well I only had twenty minutes. No, you're delaying it because it's sucks to realize that you are a mess yeah you know? okay i see what you're saying so it's like i delayed working on that role because i just didn't want to deal i mean maybe it's a little bit of both but i really do feel it's like it's uncomfortable being like i said bad can you change how, how you view that in your brain you think to go oh, you know what i am a decent actress well i saw it on friday and i was like oh i made choices i don't feel like i look like myself in the role i feel like that was a, like i did a good job i was like oh 
okay, I could be an actress. Like I, it was the great. first time I saw myself, and I was like, you know, when I feel pretty and in train wreck, I did it. I wasn't convinced of myself. I was like, uh, you kind of seem out of place with all of these great actors. It just does. It didn't. It looked like me doing a middle school role. And to if me. you tell yourself that you. Whether Amy said it or not, you tell yourself, I'm only getting this because of X, Y, and Z, then the confidence yeah. isn't going to be as strong. I just like, I was so nervous on those sets. Yeah. I felt like oh, I didn't belong there. But then. How many people were in the room? Like, oh, 100. It was crazy. Watched. Doing Trainwreck was oh so cool. And both of them, um, I feel pretty shot in Atlanta and. Um, and I had a scene with like the hottest guy that I've ever seen in my life <laughs> in front of me. Like, you know, just Do you talk to him before you start. He's the, the he's the brother of the boss woman who's played by Michelle Williams. And he's like he's in Game of Thrones, too. Yeah, he was really nice. And I was just like, like, I couldn't. What's his name? What's his name? I don't even know. He's just the, he's so cute. And he was British. I don't remember. But he um. I play like a model going in for like a meeting. Is it Tom or like Hopper? A, a, yes, Tom Hopper. Yes, yes. Hopper, which one is he? Oh. Hop on this. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's a good That's looking what you guy. Say. He's very nice. And um, but Trainwreck because that was a Judd Apatow film. He was directing it. That was wild because we were in this living room and uh. he had like a little speaker in the corner and he would direct from like the a van outside and so he would like have us. And you, he would, you could hear his direction coming from this little speaker, and we would just run the scene a million times until we just started like completely improvising, always be improving. Did that feel? Improving. Did that feel more natural? Just like Taylor doing Stoke. it like that compared to? Yeah, then it gets more comfortable because then by the end of it, you're just like, oh. But I've heard that a lot in acting is like, or I guess I heard it once from an actor I respect. I forget who it was, but they said acting is annoying because maybe it was spade saying that um it's sometimes it's frustrating because when you're on set and you're doing a scene the last take is the one that you're like i'm finally comfortable and it's like we got to move on and you're like oh what can we start from yeah, there there's some directors that give you like two they're like no we got i got yeah. exactly what i wanted it's like well that that i kind of like because i go oh good well i trust the them reader. they wouldn't have that's the guy reading fast i will say Dahmer is so well acted <laughs> but there's one person in it that nah, is yeah. one of the worst actors <laughs> i've ever seen and i do not want to call this person out because i would feel horrible if it were me but oh my God, if anyone wants to slide into my DMs and make oh, a I guess about who it is, I would love if um, it's someone who is a guest, like only a couple episodes. I'll, I'll tell you that. So I just would love to know if anyone else was incensed at the TV and like how bad this acting was because it was so funny. I wish I was the kind of person that would call people out. I felt so bad the other day about calling out the band that opened for oh. the Toadies. Gotcha. Reverend Horton Heat. Horton Heat. I felt yeah. I was like plagued by um, sadness that I that I put that out there in the world that like I didn't like an artist. But I will say that not everything's for me, and they probably wouldn't like my stand up, and they wouldn't like Taylor Swift, and so they and they had a ton of fans, and I know they have a ton of fans, and it's just not for me. Just yeah. like most of the t music that Noah fucks to <laughs> wouldn't be for me. <laughs> <laughs> the gentle, soothing, sexual tones that Noah <laughs> hardcore fucks too. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of music. I love Noah's Noah. music is the kind that, like, you know, music Jeffrey Dahmer plays when he <laughs> Jeffrey fucks Dahmer dead would bodies. say that was too much. Yeah, he'd be like, "You're ruining the mood yeah. here." As he's like, has a chainsaw. Can I just kill another guy in silence. <laughs> like, I love Noah like setting the scene, like lighting a candle. <laughs> 
<laughs> making the ambiance perfect, lighting down the and then fuck yeah, of, I mean that that impression is not even good. At, like it yeah. was so crazy. I couldn't believe how crazy it was, and I think Noah uh, said that that was her. You know, the relax. That was music. foreplay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was her? That was her spa music. When you go to a spa and you hear like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, gentle, like you know, and um, like yeah, are yeah. you just like so uncomfortable with anything that's like soothing? When you listen to that music, like your bar must be so high for like spa Enya kind of music. I don't like, but I do like Brazilian music, like sambas and bossa novas and stuff. Okay. Well, while getting better. a massage, you might like some spa music, maybe. Or would you rather be listening to Megadeth? I mean, I would probably rather listen to Megadeth, but you know, the, so I just tune it out. I love Noah getting a root canal to just like, fucking slay. I want to do like a study on people that <laughs> like that kind of like what I've never. I, it's I, never ring true with I me, can't, and I feel I like it's. It's so interesting how different humans can be because there's nothing about it that I could. Fi- I couldn't find anything to like about it. The only thing I would like about and it, I'm is sure people would say the same. I'm about lifting my weights. Music. And it's like motivating to just fucking become an yeah. animal. But even then, it's almost too much. Like, I don't like, I, I don't know. I, I, I get why people love it because of rage. They yes. feel it. They could feel the actual energy. It's not just like a singer singing. Like, it's every emotion coming out. And I get that. I get screaming. It you know, sounds it's like, like they're all moving like trash cans in a, you know, stomp. concrete hallway. Like it just sounds like scraping and like these, you know, like nails on a chalkboard sounds. Why doesn't almost. Noah give us, can you give us a playlist? Well, you make a playlist of five. I don't your, think I can do it. Let's try it. I don't think I can do let's it. Let's see if we can get through three. I, I don't think it's going to work for me. I don't think. I'll start it off I'm, light and I'll and I'll work it up. So you can. I want, to do, I want Ken lights. Burns to do a series. <laughs> Ken Burns got me into jazz. Maybe Ken Burns metal might get me into it. Slowly panning. Ken Burns did baseball. And he just did the Holocaust too. <laughs> yeah, all your favorite things. <laughs> as, a, as a Jewish man. Yeah. Uh, you know, Have you what, seen we, the Holocaust, Ken Burns? <laughs> No, just no. Nah, I've just heard stories. From oh my family. god! I my I went over to my parents and they were watching it, and I just it was I'm like sure so was, upsetting. Yeah. I was like, can we put on Mass Singer or something to cut the? <laughs> it was just too. But it was it was. I mean, it's great and it's good. Like, is that something? But like, as a Jew, do you feel like you should watch it? Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I I think I've I seen probably it read enough. more about the Holocaust than you. I'm fascinated by it well, because again, it. it's that more vicariously <laughs> through my great grandfather. But do you ever read about it or like? Yeah, I know the years, thirty-nine <laughs> through forty-four. <laughs> we have to go to break. You know the years, okay? Alacrity. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. 
Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer, and so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does. And it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time. You want it to look really good, and you want it to like stand the test of time in terms of like fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year round. I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. Washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces like these globe boho hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know, what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C Quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good oh my god <laughs> you know the years yeah i know so, i know a lot about hitler we're back so we're back andrew knows yeah. the years of the holocaust hitler was born on 420 he was a painter a failed painter 
He had a little funny mustache. Did you ever go to any of the... Yeah, I went to all the parties. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I went to Dachau. I did. You I did? I really did. And uh, yeah, there was like a teen tour there, all laughing, all these German kids. Like, ah, nah, nah, nah. and I was like, Jesus. German kids? Yeah, and I was like hungover, and I was like, these fu- oh, fucking, we'll start another World War Three right now. Right. But they would take me. There was yeah. like 40 of them. Well, people but have it written was a to lot. me about um, going to uh, the 9-11 memorial. I lived in New York for, you know, Here's the 10 years off and on. It's oh. like, how did I not go to that? And well, I'm so I mean, I'm a 9/11 head. It was downtown. It was pretty. There were no comedy clubs by the But I, I would. Have you <laughs> been to um, um, a concentration camp, Noah? Have you gone and toured? One? Uh, no, but um, would you go, or is that something that's just like it's too much? I would like to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I. It's heavy because because the buildings are the buildings. That, like 9-11, it's a brand new building. It's hard to like connect to it. But if the fire building was still there, like well, you I mean, walk the museum, in. museum and they have all like, you know, there's, it, I've, I've heard it maybe Auschwitz, they have like the pile of shoes. There's like all, those are the well, things. The that room were, that they went in. I mean, in. yeah. Yeah, you could feel there's it. It's eerie. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking, it was pretty intense. I mean, I was also hungover. Or Why maybe still drunk. Why did you go over? Huh? And did you go alone? No, I went with my older brother. Oh. And this other guy named Jose who hooked up <laughs> with this. There was a thing. We went to Hofbrau House, which it's in. Uh, it's in. Um, Is it like Soho House? Uh, no, it's like this place where these women bring out beers and they'll hold six gigantic oh, beers and in each and their hand. Big cleavage is right there. Yeah, and, and my they... buddy hooked up with one of the girls, and he said his dick never felt smaller because she's has such a grip on she's like she can hold huge steins <laughs> yeah. of ale. <laughs> this is the same guy. It's a really funny. We went to Prague, and there, you know how there's no water in the toilet. Is this the same Heath Ledger trip? Yeah. Uh, this is yes. Okay. This is post Heath. There's no, uh, there's no water in toilets. Yeah, and so we ended up meeting these three girls on the Euro Rail from Miami of Ohio, and he liked one of the girls, oh, so he, he shit in a bag. He shit in, he shit, and he took it out because he didn't want it to smell. But he left it on the windowsill in the bag. Why is there the no bag. water in toilets? How does poop go down? I don't know. Just fucking. And he left it on the windowsill when he, he left, left it on the windowsill, and he comes out. He's like, "Oh my god, she went in the shower, and I left my shit in the windowsill." And the door was locked, so he couldn't get back in. Yeah. Ooh. So he, well, he, good thing it was just a hookup and in a different country. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Can you That's imagine what her party. story must be? Like oh, the story no. I don't know. What if she ever told anyone? Well, she it never came up, and he hooked up with her later. So maybe I get she was so into sad it. when people have great stories that involve poop or like something embarrassing, and they just never tell anyone. Like if you have a story that is just horrifying that involves you pooping or finding a bag of poop or hooking up with a guy who pooped your bed or like get like <laughs> tell the world it's not when there's no judgment. Don't hold that in. I'm uh, so jealous of people with good stories. I, he did shins. Oh yeah, he, he essentially did. Which yeah, is, which is with the my old technique. Which I mean, is, I would still do it t- to this day. Which yeah. is, you wrap your hand in toilet paper <laughs> and you reach and you you get you make little mittens called shittens and you reach and you grab it out if it's not flushing and you have a big line ahead of you, because otherwise the person in line after you is gonna see that you took a shit. Especially if you want to fuck that person, you got to get it out of there. Yeah, I mean, I oh man. So anyhow, but yeah, no, so yeah, so. The Hofbrau House. So we went to that place and had like, you know, f- six of those big beers. And that yes. was the night before. How is your drinking going now? Are you still like loving it? I've never was really. I mean, I'm not trying to defend it, but I was never really loving it. It was just like something I was finally like, I but don't really want to hold on. But, I, but I is it fun? Not still? really. 
I, I haven't drank. I've had like two drinks in like probably four a uh, month. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm kind of like all right. I I because it was did like it again. starting to feel like hangover and just like not good. Yeah, I just I, it just didn't. There's no point in it. There's really no point in it. I'll have like one tequila on the rocks, just one, mm-hmm. and it'll just make me feel a little loose. Yes, and that's it. Yeah, there's no urge in me <laughs> to wake up hungover to be out till two in the yes. morning. It's not for the party. It's just like, it's kind of nice. Just a refreshing, I don't know. I wonder what it was before that you tackled that. Because I mean, you just wanted to never stop. Like, well, at least that was for me. You just have one. You just, that's not enough. You just want more. Yeah. I mean, I was just, I just, I mean, there's just self-hatred is one. Yes. Uh, Being anxious around people, trying to be the life of the party. I didn't have stand up to fucking have people love me. Yes. So I needed the party to love me. So I had to be as funny as possible. I didn't think I could get the girl, so I might as well just get the crowd to laugh at me. Or get drunk and be like, oh, that's why I didn't, because I was busy doing that. Get away, get ahead of the mess. Get ahead of the mess. <laughs> yeah, Let's get, get to the news. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. Uh, it's Thursday, folks. You know what that means. It is Thursday. We're having a banger over here. All the swells. Back to you, <laughs> Noah. <laughs> you guys know Shirley Manson, right? She's Shirley Temple. Yeah, I think so. I mean, she's the, was she lead, lead singer of what? Garbage. Yes, band Garbage. Oh, for some reason I would. Oh, Hole is the one that what's her name is in. They're kind of around the same, same love, vibe for sure. Same genre. Yeah, yeah. Something. So no anyway, so her eyebrows she, but she has like b- I remember she had like red hair and very pale yeah. skin. Yeah, and she Got sang it. that song "Stupid Girl," which I don't know anyone Stupid who didn't like it. Girl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Any um, relationship to Marilyn Manson? It's no, weird because he no. doesn't have that name. That's a fake name. It's made, it's made up. Any relationship? You gotta to watch his doc- documentary. He's the fucking worst. I hate that guy. Hate Marilyn Manson. Hate. If you don't watch, if you still have any part of your body that likes Marilyn Manson, please watch that documentary. You do not know what went on. He is a horrible person and should be locked up. I think. Yeah. Bad, bad, bad guy. All right. Let's hear what Shirley Manson did. Okay. Well, Shirley Manson said in an interview that when she was 18, she took a crap on a cheating boyfriend's breakfast cereal and she's not ashamed Mm. of it. Okay. Well, I like that she has this story and isn't scared to share it. Um, I'm wondering in in the box, like, had he just poured himself a bowl? Like, who leaves a bowl abandoned? Did he eat it? Did she pour it on the ground and then then shit on top of it? Like, was it cocoa puffs where it could hide, or was it frosted flakes where you would see it? Man, <laughs> I don't know. That's I, a strong move. I would be I, scared. It would it would be like if I knew if I trusted myself to have like beautiful, dainty little girl shits. Then yeah, fine. If I'm having like a good poop day, maybe. But I don't want anyone seeing my poop. I know Especially that, a guy who cheated on me. I'm, he'll be like, oh, good. This, that was the right move. I mean, there's something about it being so self-deprecating in a way where it's like. Self-defecating, yeah. Yeah, self-defecating <laughs> where you almost respect. Like, it's not like. I mean, Amber Heard, they said that she did that. I mean, maybe it's a thing that. I have wh- a friend that peed on a girl's laundry because they were in a fight. It's such a gr- it's <laughs> it's like a dog. I think that I think you know Shirley Manson said like I'm glad I did it. I'd do it again, right? Something like that. She I yeah, she even doing it. she even said that she inspired her friend um who was doing <laughs> it and told her that while I was doing it I thought of you. 
And uh, she says, I recommend it as an act of revenge. It leaves you feeling em- empowered and gleeful. Hmm. Wow. I would just be so, I mean, I don't run in the same circles as Shirley Manson. So I bet like whoever she was dating would think that was kind of badass. And any girl that dated her boyfriend in that scene, it would probably be like, God, your girlfriend's so fucking cool. She took a shit on your cereal. It kind of goes with the name of a band. But if I did that to Chris, it yeah. would be, I mean, they would. It'd be done. They well, yeah, it would yeah. be like, good thing you cheated on her. That person's a psycho, as as it should be. I mean, that is so gross because shit is so infectious. Some people are into it, though. Some guy might actually eat that I mean, Matt, cereal. You have and- a real, if you are in this <laughs> poop, you should go get your, unless, I mean, remember that one comic we worked with who was like, I love eating ass, but you get sick a lot. Oh, man. That's I mean, a- that was with Tom Takar. We were, we work yeah. in D.C., and there was a guy, I won't say his name, but he would like, I love eating ass. I just love it. Like, he liked to do it casually. And he was like, but you do get sick a lot. Like, I just, I get the stomach flu, like, once a month. <laughs> it's just like, holy fuck. Um, I mean, I am so, I don't want anyone seeing my poop. I don't want to, like, except my girlfriends, I do not care. Like, yesterday, I was in such a that. bad mood. Yeah. And then... I went to the bathroom to pee and then I had like the greatest poop poo of my life. Better. And I was like, oh, that was it. Like it was, I just, it, I gave birth, like it was, but I want, and so I wanted to send a picture of it to my girlfriends, but you ca- I can't, I just can't. Because if it got if it got out in any way, I had the joke about this in my special, but it would be more embarrassing than a <laughs> picture of like my hairy, like, Bush, Bush dinner, or it, like dinner, if I had a yeah. yeast infection, I'd but be more embarrassed. How would they connect it to you? How would they know it's your poop? I, I don't know. Even if, even if I would deny it, of course. I mean, in my joke, I say I'm I'm taking a selfie with it, and like, why did I have to do that? But instead, so I did what I did. I needed my friends to see like how impressive it was, so I drew it. <laughs> I took a piece of paper. Oh, yes. Now I remember the joke, and yeah, yeah, I yeah. held it next to it, and I traced like <laughs> the approximate size, and I, then I sent a picture with my hand next to it on the piece of paper to show the size to just be like, guys, guess what I did? <laughs> and then Anya goes, I actually have a lot of these from when Nikki and I lived together because that's when I started doing that yeah. of drawing it because I couldn't take a picture, but I was so proud of myself and and. When you're a tiny, like, I'm not like a tiny girl, but when you're a girl and you're like capable of that, you're just sort of like, what is going, like. When you draw it, do you like look at it like an, like kind of, I'm picturing Titanic where it's like, paint me like one of your French cars. Are you like looking at this shit for a while? No, no, no. It takes me two seconds. I just put it, so I put it, it was like a manila envelope. So it had some like weight to it. So I put it next to the, like half on the bowl and like right next to it. So you are those staring. The exact size. I wanted, I don't want to exaggerate it. I knew you did it. I didn't shade it so you could see like the depth or anything. I did, but I signed it in the corner. Look at it go, oh, that's a pretzel. I'm going to, draw a pretzel i see you as it being a perfectionist and being going well I, oh yes to scale well oh. because the point of the picture was to show the <laughs> yeah, how impressive yeah. it was and so in order to do that i needed to get it exactly right uh, otherwise i would have just like yeah. the poops that i get sent sometimes they'll so be you like, guys send each other poops yeah we've done it I, when with they're my brothers. impressive or just because it's funny it's funny like sometimes there's like three identical ones and they're all lined up like, oh my god like, that's pretty impressive it i've, looks had, like a I've hamburger. let so many poops go down the drain that have looked like things that i'm just like <laughs> man i want to take a picture of this so bad because i see faces and things i'm one of these people that can see faces and things like clouds 
clouds or like backpacks or like I, someone's back that has sweat on it i'll see like different and <laughs> yeah. I, there's just certain i don't know i'm just i i have that too i don't know what, I what is that called i what is don't that know i don't know i had a thing i remember i was uh, like in the shower like on the wall yes i like look closely and i can see at like, the dentist's office all the uh, the dappled like kind mm-hmm. of um the work on the what's it called the drywall on the top those tiles there's all those like little marks and i always find little faces mm-hmm. oh yeah in my shower there's always a face in the sidewalk i see faces Dude, all I, the time i tried to bring someone in i remember i was in college freshman year and i go look at this do you see this face of like uh, a duck having sex with a uh, a pterodactyl okay, tell me what and you the see guy when goes you, i send you this the guy looks at me he goes what he looked at me like i was insane oh i send him to chris all the time and he goes i don't know what this is and i'm like it's et i thought it would why be did you so- tell me already oh man i shouldn't have <laughs> but look at this picture i took it's i mean it's kind of like what's that the roshack test or whatever the roshack, roshack. yeah, yeah yep. that's a good point it is like that but it's like i saw this and he he didn't even respond to it and i was like how could you not respond to this and he was like i just was so confused i didn't know what it was and i'm like it's so clearly et this is the picture of your shit it's gonna be so funny. <laughs> oh my god it would be so good if it's I, like, I don't know why you put I've it never on a taken bike one there's not a picture of my poo that exists anywhere in the world i can't find it right now but it was so good i posted it on my story at one point and a couple people saw it but i thought it was going to like kind of break the internet because it looks so much like et it's to like me. when you see and Jesus's, no one even cared you know when people see jesus face and like the, random like things and people yes. yeah and toast people go insane i yeah. mean et is a pretty big one you would think and uh, it was just in front of me i was running in forest park and then all of a sudden this girl had a backpack on in front of me and i was just like oh oh my yeah i remember God. that from your story yes i didn't okay. and think did i didn't take it, it as et i just saw it as like a face Okay, oh. maybe I had it wrong. Okay, here's Forest Park. <laughs> Let me just pull up this and see if it comes up on this. Remember when we went to Forest Park that one time? Yeah, that's the one time. Yeah, yeah. we went and we um went on those. Uh, oh, last night I did something very similar to that. I went on um, a... You did an activity? Oh, my God, a big activity, man. I'll find the ET picture later. Um, I went on... Um, one of those bike things? No, a ferry boat. A, a boat. I went on the, uh, it's called the Becky Thatcher, but it's like a river boat. Oh, down the... There's only one river boat down by the arch. Oh. And I went on a river boat with Chris and my sister and uh, my brother-in-law, Matt, and they were screening a show, a show about paddling that my brother-in-law's uh, business was featured on, and it was like a happy hour and a screening of this thing, and then it's like a two-hour river boat ride. Was it nice? Did it you was see nice. parts of St. Louis like, oh, okay. No, I mean, you just see a bunch of like kind of sad parts of St. Louis, industrial garbage on the side, but it's on the river and it's kind of pretty and it's <laughs> yeah. at sunset and you see the arch and that's really pretty, but it was, it was fun. It was cool. It was nice to do an activity, but also overrated, like could have done something else with that two and a half hours when you include the com- commute, you know, but it was nice to get out. I met new people and stuff, but it was a thing. And then, um, okay, let's get to the next news story. Okay. Shirley Manson shits. <laughs> okay, so here's some uh, news out of Missouri. This is ho- like awful. A terrified oh, woman saw with, this. with a metal collar soldered to her neck escaped a dilapidated home where she had been captive for around a month. She desperately dragged herself to the front door of multiple multiple neighbors' home to ask for help, telling them she was a sex slave while her abductor took his kid to school. Oh, damn it. Yeah, it's one of those things. This is Kansas City, Missouri, by the way, on the other side. Oh. 
Do you know what that where it is? Yeah, yeah there's two Kansas. It's Kansas and yeah. City. Yeah, right? but it's on, it's Kansas City, Kansas, and Kansas City, Missouri. So this is on the other side, like you know, of Missouri from where we are. If you folded like Missouri in half, St. Louis and Kansas City. I am a little kiss. confused actually. Is Kansas City, Missouri, are it the same city? Uh, they- no, no. But it's just like Kansas City, Missouri is, I think, a little bit nicer. Oh. You know. Okay. It'd be like East St. Louis slash St. Louis, but not as bad. You know what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. Yeah. But it is the same Kansas City. It's just, it's split no, down. No, no. <laughs> they're two different cities. Because they're, you know, there's a, there's a St. Paul, there, you know, there's a um, Portland, Maine, and there's a Portland, Oregon, oh, okay. but we don't call them, we're not like, but it's, they're all Portland. But Maine and Oregon are very far apart. I know, but these two have different But you see how I can be tricked. Yes. Yeah, yes. they tricked me. I'm um, from Florida. I've never been, yeah. So it, um, yeah, so this is really tragic. First of all, <laughs> I think it's so crazy how every one of these stories where someone escapes and is asking for help, it's always multiple doors they have to bang on because people are so freaked out yeah. that they don't open their door and people just don't want to be a part of it. They don't want to deal with it. It's They're that scared. bystander it's effect. Fear. Like you just don't want to deal with it. I've done it too where it's like, you know, the other day I actually saw a woman crying on this. I was coming back from a run. I was like on the walk part back. And there was this woman that was just like bent over like on a stoop and she was just crying. And I was like, she seems a little like unstable and she's maybe, I didn't know, she didn't look homeless, but it was just like, she might just be like, you know, and I was like, I wouldn't, I gotta do it, you know? And so I was just like, are you okay? And she was like, I have a Charlie horse and I can't make it to my car. It's, it just hurts so bad. It hurts so bad. And she's on speakerphone with someone who's trying to like help her. And I'm like, can I get you anything? My apartment's right there. Can I get you like a, a I have like a Theragon? What, like, and she was yeah. just like, no, it happens all the time. And this poor woman, she was like a, a youngish woman, but she was just crippled was by this Charlie horse. No, definitely not. Oh, so it was just Yeah, she was a little overweight. Like she you could, you could just tell like she Yeah. just had a cramp that well, was good going for up you her, for helping. Maybe she was a runner, of. but I'm yep. guessing she she was wearing like flip-flops. It wasn't like but she was just like, "Oh, and I I felt good about it, but there's nothing I could do. I like kind of rubbed her like I was like, "Can I massage it for you and try to get out like distract?" I didn't know what to do, but it made me so sad, but generally I think I Sometimes just go. I don't want to bother with some. New York had like made that, me that kind of desensitized to that kind of stuff. I just had something you know? similar too. So what um, happened when my dad drove me to Newark to come back home? We like got out of the car. We're like hugging goodbye, and I see this beautiful young woman coming out of like um like one of those Cadillac SUVs. I guess it was an Uber, and all of a sudden she just starts throwing up, and um she like closes the door. She goes, "I'm sorry." And the car drives away and she's just over there throwing up. And I can't, I can't. So I, um, my dad had closed um, uh, bottles of water in the car. So I just like, I was like, okay, I'm going to just go offer her water because she's going to have this taste of vomit in her mouth on the TSA line. So I went up to her and I was like, here, would you like some water? And she just like took it, opened it and started drinking. And I was, and I said, do you need anything else? I didn't want, because she was probably so embarrassed. I didn't want to yeah, have her feel thing. even more embarrassed and she goes, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> so I just left her alone and then I saw her later Aww. in the airport. She seemed a little I wonder if she was hungover or pregnant or... I don't know, but yeah. it was, I'd never seen anything yeah, like I that. Think if someone, she was by herself? Yep. Wow. I think yeah. if someone comes up to your door 
like your first instinct is like to be defensive like you're afraid That's you're yeah. fearful it's like you're coming into my space why are you coming oh you must have mental illness that's why yeah. you're coming into my space you don't think oh there's a murderer or like yes. a sex and then you hear that and you're like oh well this just solidifies my point that this person's crazy yeah. so i think you're just like so on the defensive that you don't even hear people need to watch more Dahmer because it's out there I know yeah. I'm obsessed, but they're like in the first episode is the first episode of Dahmer is when he gets caught. Yeah, yeah. Is the last time that he got to, you know, try to get someone and the guy escapes and he's running out and it's the same thing. He's running in the middle of the street and the cops see him and he has a handcuff on that he escaped from. He's naked. He's probably bludgeoned or whatever. And he looks insane. I mean, it looks like just, a, yeah. a you know, you see homeless people like that a lot of times that are just like. They're on PCP, so they've stripped off of their clothes. They look, they've maybe hurt themselves in some way, so they're bleeding, and you just go, and that person needs help too. I mean, like, we dismiss that <laughs> yeah, person yeah, too. It's just like, that, yeah. but it's, you're, you just don't want to get too close and you kind of dismiss it. But this woman, um, so yeah, what happened was, with this woman? She was him. held as a sex slave by this guy. He's arrested. They were able. He went out to go take his daughter to school or something, and that's when she got I love out. How cocky these guys are! Like, I yeah, love sure. how they have daughters too. Like yeah. my daughter son, needs an son. education. It was, yeah. it was a son. son. Okay, of he course. Like, yeah. So he takes his son to school, and the cops were able to get back to his place and meet him outside before he was able to like no. go in and destroy <laughs> evidence. <laughs> that's not what happened. Actually, so it's even worse. It's even worse. What? Really? He was. Well, I stopped. read the article. What the fuck? He was stopped for like a traffic violation and they took him in because he um, violated some animal code law. So they took him in for that and then they he linked him to the story. He let his the leash? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was using a, a dog leash on a human. I could have sworn they said they they met, they arrested him before he could go back in and ruin evidence while he took his son to oh, school. Oh, yes. That's true. But they stopped him okay. on a traffic stop away from the house. Oh God! And Jeffrey Dahmer got stopped uh, by with a traffic stop with bags of of dead body parts in the back of his car, and the cop goes, "You know what? You're a promising young boy, and this would really, you know, he's drunk. He's like, this would really ruin your future, so I'm gonna let you go." And then the cop, you know, it's just that's how Ted Bundy got caught on a routine traffic stop in Florida, oh, at least in the movie, right? I mean. It's just, um, I mean, those kind of things. It's got you're like, is that God? So that might be God, right? Like helping, like, like this guy. I'm sorry, <laughs> God is really slipping if he even lets it happen to begin <laughs> yeah. with. Like, what this whole thing of God really intervened? Well, why did God make you as him <laughs> yeah, put a chain a around point. your neck yeah. and rape you every day for months? Um, but and, God made that turn. But speaking thing. of sex slaves that are held captive, um. <laughs> I have been rewatching the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on oh, Netflix, nice. and it is so. I remember funny. the first season. It is really funny. so freaking funny. I'm watching this. I'm on the third season. It's it's up there with Veep and Thirty Rock in terms of like great jokes. If I swear to God, if you need a show just to pop on and laugh and just watch the best writing in TV history. It's that show. I'm blown away. Last night I was watching and I was laughing so hard out loud by myself. It felt like a, a, almost criminal to be laughing that. I don't ever laugh alone that hard. Was it first ever. season? First se I was watching third season. Third season. But I fell but off what, after yeah. like the first season and was like, ah, I don't need to watch any more of this. I remember man, it being very fat, like very 30 rock. It's the same, right? It's a right, great. Same, yeah, it's right? Tina Fey. Yeah, it's but Tina. it is a great... Um, theme song unbreakable she's alive damn it it's a miracle and it's all about these girls that were held in a bunker for yeah. their entire childhoods till um they're in their 20s and then they get out and so ellie uh 
Ellie Kemper, who was, you know, on The Office, plays the girl that gets out. And she's just like, it's a great character because she's still a child and everything is new to her. And by the third season, like she's, she just gets, yes, it's like yeah. Elf. She has that mentality and she gets everything wrong. And like, the, there's this thing yesterday where by the third season, they're just so used to her, like not knowing anything. And one of her best friends, Titus, the, the uh, he's, I forget who he's played by, but he's like, you know, this almost like a really flamboyant gay guy who loves show tunes and it's her best friend. And she's talking about something. She sees a picture and she's like, man, I mean, that's a MILF. And she goes, and he goes, at the same time, they both say, he goes, we know you're going to get it wrong, whatever it is. We know you don't know it. And she goes, uh, uh, fuck, what did she go? Man, I'd like to friend her or something like that. Like it was like, um, uh, but it was just so funny that they're already being self-referential in that episode of like, it would be funny if she just said what she thought Milf was, but to have him go, we know you're going to get it wrong at that point. Like they're in on the joke. But man, oh, and she gets a text and I put it on my story, but it says, oh gosh, I got to go back to my boss. My boss just said, "Get you better get the duck over here. So I got to go find a duck. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like stuff like that. It's yeah, so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that was one of like 50 jokes that flew at my head last night. And I was just like, God damn it. Like it, there's so many funny things out there. Stop watching things that aren't funny for the love of Except God. Except for Except for D- Dahmer is funny. <laughs> Honestly, it's funny because it's just he's so weird. But things that are comedies that aren't yeah. that caliber, we please stop watching them. I don't I know. Think, uh, I'm so for disappointed me, in comedy lately. I love Veep. I, I obviously enjoy 30 Rock. Sometimes it could be too joke heavy for me. That's And I think people, when you watch it, it's like, it's a lot. Yeah, like, I get like wanting more story with your shows or more heart with your comedy shows. I think that's so why people someone, avoid them. Yeah, but if you're someone who likes jokes, please support those shows because they're the best. Even like I watched SNL last night, the sketch, the Try Guy sketch that people uh, are so upset about. I don't even know what to try. I, exactly. What is, that's what yeah. the sketch is about. It's like, who the fuck cares about this? Why yeah. is this news? A guy cheated consensually with another woman that he worked with. And everyone's like, this S- SNL is done. Like there's this whole like um, backlash for SNL now because they made light of this guy cheating, which I guess is just such a terrible thing. And it's like, this guy had an affair with, I guess the try guys have a, um, a brand and then they have another group of people who do things and they're called the food babies and this girl that he cheated with on his wife was a food baby and so now they're like this is about a man preying on someone who works within his company it's like how many fucking people hook up with people that you work with all these people that are talking about like she was a victim i understand that that can happen power dynamics but literally Every show you've ever watched where people fall in love, like how many people have met when someone was at an office and someone was maybe in a little bit more position of a power? I mean, yeah. me and my boyfriend. Yeah. So why don't you cancel me? I'm so tired of this. Like this girl was in a consensual relationship. She hasn't come out and said it wasn't. Maybe we shouldn't take her word for it. I just don't understand. Everyone wants to cancel everyone for the dumbest thing. Part of me feels like you're not giving this person that was working under the person any credit that they can make their own yes. choice. Yes. And That's- just because someone's your boss doesn't mean what, because people go, don't let anything hold you back from true love. Anything. Except, except for- if he works in the department ahead of you and makes a little bit more money than you. And- then if he, then if you go after him, then you are a victim. And you don't even work in an office anymore. You met on Zoom. And everyone cheats. Why are we acting? There was a whole thing of like, when are we going to stop being surprised when men cheat? 
Like this, you know, Adam Levine. They called it the wife guy. The guy who like is like, I'm a guy that has a wife. And we're always like so let down. Because I guess this guy, the try guy that cheated, he was known as like the wife guy. Gotcha. It's like, I have a wife. And it's like the people who talk too much about their partner are probably more capable of doing things like this. Stop being surprised. Everyone cheats. Not everyone, but man, it is way more than you think. I mean, he's... he talks about her so the, well. I mean, these are children that are getting upset about this, and I'm just so tired of... I'm getting on board with, like, the... the. I'm now getting furious about cancel culture. I'm a little late <laughs> to this game, but I think it is so overblown. I'm so tired about people. what people are getting upset about. It's ridiculous. Okay, well, let's go to break and not talk about Try Guys ever again. <laughs> we'll be back after this with Banthrax. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother, 
All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, I have the podcast to really vent about stuff that's been bothering me, but even that, I can't say some of the stuff I need to sometimes. And there's certain things you just really can't tell anyone, and that's when you need a therapist. They're just there to listen. They can handle it. They've heard it all before. They can tolerate it. And that's why I love therapists. Don't think that you have to get through anything you're dealing with alone. That is not the way being a human works. You need to tell someone, please take this opportunity and check out BetterHelp because they will find you a therapist who will meet your needs. I've benefited so much from therapy of saying the darkest stuff I would never even say in the podcast. And I know you're like, wait a second, you leave dark stuff off the podcast? Yes, I, I get even darker if you can believe it. So if you're starting of thinking giving therapy a try, try through BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And it's online and you can leave your therapist at any point with no questions asked. So this is perfect for someone who's noncommittal, who's scared, um, who's never tried therapy before. Get whatever you've got off your chest. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Nikki Glaser today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Nikki Glaser. All right, we're back. Let's get to Fanthrax, Noah. Let's do it. <laughs> Noah's getting wet. <laughs> well, that is getting my fiance. <laughs> that's true. That is, that is, that's It's obvious. not cheating if it's your... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, our first voicemail is from Sarah. Hi, besties. This is Sarah. I wanted to call in and ask Nikki what she thinks of Bachelor in Paradise so far. I'm loving it Ooh. so much, as ridiculous as it is. And I'm also putting together why I love reality TV so much. It is such a good way to like watch other people's actions and see how they actually play yes. out. Like seeing Genevieve yes. and the things that she's doing, it's frustrating, but it's also so much of... I think putting a mirror to who I was in college, like just feeling insecure, doing things out of insecurity, wanting a guy to like me, putting somebody else down like to to them in order to get them to like me more. And it's just like watching reality helps me not do those things because I see how they actually play out and it's not a good look. It doesn't get you what you want. Um, I also love uh, that they're doing like a Casa Amor version where the girls leave and the guys are tested crazy, but into it. And I also think that somebody (laughs) put a curly toupee on Dak Shepard and he's one of the contestants. That guy looks so much like him. It's insane. Uh, Side note. I also wanted to ask Noah what it is that she's fed on Pinterest. I'm between Reddit and Pinterest as far as like scrolling endlessly on my phone. And Mm. Pinterest is just, my boards are just full of DIY projects that I save and love will never do, but have so much fun watching people make this textured art and this thing out of a Dollar Tree thing. But yeah, I was just curious about that for Noah. I love you guys. (laughs) Think of a Dollar Tree thing. She talks like us. She does. I love it. Um, Well, let's start with you, Noah. What do you look at on Pinterest? Like you do the same thing. what, What is something on your Pinterest right now that you're like, I'll never make this, but if I could choose one thing to do, it would be this. Is there something that you can think of right now? So I've been pitting a lot of um, DIY gardens because I want to like mm. grow vegetables and stuff, but I know I'll never do it. <laughs> so Right. 
<laughs> or just like home that, decor stuff. That's something you could do. I could see you doing that. And what? Horse stuff? No, home decor. Like the uh, winter <laughs> pots that Kirsten does. Like those are oh, all Oh, God damn it. Oh, Don't you talk pot. about those fall to pots uh. to me. I, you know what? I came up with another thing that girls have that i don't have that are like this is a this is a this is a deep dive on like if you're a girl i think that i do have a lot of listeners that don't feel like real women and maybe relate to me in a lot of ways there's another thing when girls like i can't watch scary movies because i'll have a nightmare if you have nightmares about something you watch that night like you can't watch a scary movie because then that night you'll have nightmares about it you are a perfect woman because I have nightmares, but they are never about the thing I just watched. They're always like about something. Compl- they're like, I, I'm, you know, I'm missing my flight and I don't have time to pack. And then the taxi cab driver is, you know, my dad, but my, my dad doesn't know who I am anymore. It's never like I've been watching so much Dahmer. I'm dying for Dahmer to show up in my dreams. I want more episodes. <laughs> but if you are a girl that's like, I can't go see that movie because then I'm going to have nightmares about the purge. You are a girl I want to be. I'm so jealous. And that's a specific thing. But like girls who have pretty nightmares that yeah. make sense. That was like he was chasing me and I was naked and like there was blood on the walls. If you have dreams that make sense, you are a perfect girl. Yeah, you're also I don't think asleep. I think you're just still yeah. in whatever that what is it called? But when, girls like, do do that. I've never yeah. related to girls that are like, I, can I can't watch these shows because they give me nightmares. That Anya's ha- like that. And I'm just like, man, I wish I was a girl like that. I'm a boy like that. I used to when I would watch Nightmare on Elm Street, I was fucked for like a week. And your nightmares would be about that. Oh yeah, it'd be Freddy all day God, long. You're a perfect girl. I'm such a little girl. <laughs> and I've said nipples for a girl. Bachelor in Paradise. I, yeah. yeah. You know what I like? What she said. She said that she watches it to not be like she used to be. Yes. And yes. I thought this whole time that people watch it to justify their shitty behavior. Like, oh, oh. no, I don't yeah. think that at all. Yeah. Well, I'm well, an idiot. Well, that's what I've always said about um, these. <laughs> these. Well, maybe I don't know. I won't want to say I never thought it at all, but I feel like I think a lot of times. I, I guess what I'll say is that a lot of times girls, I think, or guys will watch these shows and be like, I would never act like that. And the truth is you do all the time. So I like that. Mm. What was her name again? Sarah. Sarah. I like that Sarah was able to say, I see myself in this because I think a lot of times we go, I would never yeah. fucking do that. And the thing is, have you ever seen footage of yourself in like a home video or you oh don't know God. you're being, even a picture of yourself you don't know is being taken and you go, oh my God, I slouch like that. I talk like that. Like you don't know. That's why I wanted to do my reality show is to kind of, it gave me a version of myself that I was like, oh, whoa. Like my friends and family put up with a lot. Like it gave me a perspective on how difficult I can be and how annoying I can be. And um, I definitely think, I mean, it, for most people aren't watching Bachelor in Paradise, but it is a great season that you should just jump into and you can just jump into it. And it is, it's like watching zoo animals. It's like watching humans in the zoo, like a habitat yeah. where you keep them and you, that's what I've always said about F boy. When I was promoting it, I'd be like reality TV is like a David Attenborough documentary about like watching this species of animal and their mating <laughs> habits when they are kept in like a tribe. You're like a big brother. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, it's just like, you know, I, and I also feel like, um, I, with Genevieve, especially it, I will say what I pay attention to mostly is what face work I do and don't want to have done <laughs> and how everyone has a nose job. Everyone, 
everyone <laughs> in Hollywood, I want you to, I want everyone to remember this. Every single actress <laughs> that you want to be has had a nose job. Every single one of them. And I want to join them. They've all had nose jobs. They've all had, um, there's one girl that looks like Ariana. I call her Ariana Kardashian because she's a, per- her face is a perfect mixture of both of them. Um, there's a girl named Shanae who is stunning. She looks like a, uh, young Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, there's, um, and then there's Genevieve who I really like, but, um, her lips are, I actually kind of want her lips. Um, but yeah, the, in terms of behavior, I really, this is just for, this is just for Sarah, but I really did not like how Genevieve, it, both her and Shanae are like, I'm going to like date other guys and like it, and the, the, the guys that they, so they're in like a relationship with the guys on like the first couple days. They like find a guy and they kind of match up. Then a new guy comes in and like pulls them for a date. And then the guy that they were kind of matched up with is a little sad. And the girl gets back from the date and she's like, it was amazing, actually. He really showed me a lot of affection. And like, you don't do that. And I need to like know from you. It's like, this guy's known you for one fucking day. And she goes, honestly, how am I supposed to feel when you at breakfast, I sat next to you, you gave me one kiss. And he goes, oh, so we're counting kisses now. And she goes, how dare you? And she freaks out. And it's like, yeah, you are counting kisses. It's out of line. You're a weirdo. What a weirdo. It sucks. She the sucked. Is, and I, I hate yeah. the idea of any woman being at home being like, go girl, get them because you're wrong. These guys, I'm never the one to take the guy's side on these shows, but these girls have it all? I don't know where they get this entitlement from. Well, they There's get it a from problem. People going from being it hot, up, act it up. But yeah, but they get rewarded for being insane. Like that's mm, why it's yeah. like if you were watching a zoo animal show and every time uh, one of the animals attacks someone, they got a, a, a treat, and you get treats for being as loud and as. I obna- know as producers are probably like, it sucks that he didn't really touch you at breakfast. I could tell he yeah, didn't really how like did he you. Not kiss you forty you times. Confront before? him about yeah, that. It's probably bad. But because these girls without just it, want, it's like uh, all I've realized, Sarah and Noah, uh, is that women be we just want to feel desired. Can I say that? I hate being one of these comedians who goes, "Let me say that again." Say Read again. that again. <laughs> you mean motivational Jay speaker, Jay Women to all men listening, women want to feel desired. Okay, we want what's to the feel easiest way to feel desired for a guy to to make you feel touch desired? us. Touch. Yes, if, unless your Preach. girl is a girl that doesn't like touch touching. But if it's um, early on, I mean, are you free reign to be touched after you kiss? I guess just you know that, what I mean. Like when you're making out, like she's just girls like a guy who is kind of ravenous for them. Yes, but also seems unattainable in a way. I guess it's a it's a hard balance to strike, <laughs> but a guy that. Is just zeroed in on you. A, a girl that has healthy um, self esteem, I think, will really appreciate that. If a gr- if you have to play hard for get for a girl, it yes, it's gonna work. But you ultimately can't keep that up forever if you want to marry this person. Like, can you imagine playing hard to get in your <laughs> relationship <laughs> once you're married? Oh, exhausting! It's like you didn't take out the trash. Well, yeah, I'm acting like you don't exist. Yeah, so but this other guy took me. out the trash for me. Yeah. Wait, you're cheating on me? <laughs> you're yeah. counting the trash takeouts now? He takes our kids to school. What? <laughs> Who is this guy? He drives a better car than me? How long have you been cheating? Whatever, man. You just don't pay enough attention. I just think that women want to feel 
desired. I feel like that's when cheating happens is when a woman feels, and the same with men. Men want to feel desired as well. Men want to feel, don't you agree? Like men want to feel sexual, not just sexually, but just like, they want to feel like their woman needs them. Oh, it's, like yeah, it I, feels I, great. I, I yeah, sense that forget. Chris really appreciates being needed mm-hmm. more than I do. Like I like being needed like physically or like you're just so cute and I just want like I just I like to be adored. I like some guy to look at me and be like, God, you're like so f-. like I like an adoring look. But I feel like men need to feel essential. Like I need you. I think. Well, I. Uh, thinking about the point where it's like you want to feel desired yeah i think men have trouble one knowing doing it enough but then when they're told to do it it then feels like uh it doesn't feel as organic to them they want it to be on like their terms and well, i men think need they to get over that yeah this no is a control i know thing i, I hate know. when but i don't know if it's control is it control I think it's or a is control it thing it's like i don't want to be told what to do okay but what if i then go Okay, you are fantastic. You're the most beautiful girl in the Great. world. And I would then be they happy go, with that. but then they go, but, but you're the, just saying that, you're because just saying I, that because I just said that. Well, then, so then you don't get to tell someone what you need if you're going to, <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed to be a girl who goes, I need you to touch me more. And then when he does, you go, you're just doing that because I told you. Oh. You are not mature. Yes. You are, you're asking for things that this guy, you're putting this guy in a position where he can't win. So when I ask Chris for something, I always give the caveat of like, I'm not going to be, if I'm you, I'm not just bringing this I'm up not, to bring When it up. you touch me or when you, you know, tell me this thing or say these kinds of things, I'm not going to accuse you of trying to get on my good side or lying. Like I, because the thing is, I know he feels that way. I just, I wouldn't be asking for something yeah. if I didn't think he felt that way. I'm like, I know you feel this way already. I need you to speak my language. For sure. For how and that And even feels if the person, even if the person though, isn't even throwing it back in your face. For me, it just doesn't feel as authentic. I know. That's you because you don't, you, I've (laughs) noticed through the years, do not like being told what to do. Yeah. You don't like being told, you're not doing this, I need you to do this more. And so you rebel against that like, do this thing instead of taking it as, Yeah. you're not, it's okay you're not perfect. There's some things that I'm sure the person who's telling you that could improve on, but it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. You just can... You might need to work on not taking that personally. Yeah, I know. I take a lot of things personally, I mean, especially uh, the way you God. just said. That was... <laughs> I mean, I take stuff personally. I have I mean, my own it's stuff. It's so hard to not take well, things personally. Well, Chris and I had a thing the other day that I was really excited about our like realization. I think therapy has helped us, but I sensed his mood shift about something. And it was in that weird state of like where we're just in the car and it's silent. And it's never that way. He dates Nikki Glaser. There's never just silent, you Whoa, know. Even third, when I was, third person yeah. over, <laughs> just, even when he was dating Robot Nikki, I was filling the silence with little taps, and then like Robot voice would be like, "I like this song." Like I was always talking, and so it was silence. And I was thinking, he's in a bad mood. I don't know what I did. Something's wrong. I don't even want to deal with this right now. I don't want to. I don't want to ever be uncomfortable with my partner. I don't want to have these like weird moments where we're both like walking on eggshells yes. about our feelings. I'm like, that is, I told him yesterday after we like got over this fight, I was like, I just want it to always be easy with you. And I know that's an impossibility maybe, but of all people in the world, I would just like us to never have that. I don't need a relationship where it's ever gonna feel like you're mad at me. No, you're mad at me. So I said something and he was like, well, I feel like you're annoyed at me. And I'm like, yeah. well, now I'm... A- so <laughs> the old thought, double and then I go, can we backtrack to why you think I'm annoyed with you? And he goes, well, you, 
I was talking about your the thing that you were you know having struggles with that you brought up. And I was giving you advice and you interrupted me like you know four times and you just seemed to like dismiss me and I was like. I could see how that would feel like a dismiss mis- dismissal. It probably, it was a dismissal. I'm really sorry that I did that. I need to work on listening better to you. Will you please, because he sometimes goes, when I'll be like, you, and you're all angry about this. He's like, I'm, please don't misconstrue what I, my behavior sometimes you misinterpret it. And so I was like, will you do the same for me as like when I am talking over you that I maybe I'm just ADD and I haven't talked to anyone all day and I just maybe need to get all these thoughts out and that I'm not, it's not that I don't respect you. Yeah. Even though my actions, you take that as disrespect, will you give me the benefit of the doubt that it might not be? Because I promise you, I never do anything to purposely hurt yeah. you. I've never done that. And it's just, it's hard. But at the to be able to, I think a good technique in resolving a fight is to say, oh, you know what? This is a lot like this thing I do to you. The thing I'm feeling from you right now that I'm mad about, it reminds me a lot of a thing that I do to you mm-hmm. or like just relating it to what the person experiences from you. Because I think because I think a lot of times in fights, I don't know about you, but it can seem like one person's getting piled on. Another person is just like, I'm perfect. So if you can relate it to something you struggle with, like yes. I'm a bad listener, I talk, talked over you, but when your mood shifts, it seems like you shut down and you don't give me a chance to like, to, you you just assume that I'm mad and then it's over. You know why? But I think what happens is and is when so when a guy gets or a girl gets quiet, they feel like oh if I start talking then it might happen again and then I'll just lose my mind. So like he might be afraid to mention anything because then if you interrupt that, yes. he'll just be. But I take irate. his quietness as I'm punishing her. Yeah, and now she's not going to get anything of me. But because it's just, she just fear. Broke. It's not. It's not anger. I think it's fear. And of, I have to remember a, yeah. a friend of mine is in therapy now, and she was like, her and her husband both like talked about childhood trauma, not trauma in terms of like actual. I mean, both actual trauma and like little things of like my parents just didn't listen to me or this. Try to remember. For me, it's been really helpful lately to picture Chris as like a four-year-old boy. Whenever these kind of like things that he does that are his coping mechanisms in a fight, like either shutting down, whatever he does that, instead of taking it personally, I'm just like, that's his little boy, like, you know, coming to the surface. And I just got to be nice to that little boy and not take it like he's being mean to me. Because my story I tell myself is he hates me. He's disgusted with me. He can't believe he's dating someone who's so annoying and thoughtless and careless and he is going to break up with me because he's realizing right now in this moment I'm just a despicable person mm-hmm. who's selfish and only overtalks. That's the story I tell myself and then I go to we're broken up. Like he doesn't want to be with me anymore. I am a bad person. I should just go fucking kill myself. Like that's how quickly I go when he is uh, gives me a one word answer after he's been talked <laughs> over. That's where I go. Yeah. And where he goes when I I think where he goes when I talk over him is she doesn't respect me she um i she doesn't respect me yeah and you don't really, really want my help you yeah just, you don't put all this effort you, in she doesn't see any of you know this, more yeah. than me you, i actually don't what know what am i anything. even here for she doesn't even need me yes when the truth is i wouldn't even breathe i need you to hear all this shit and then give me your answer and i maybe wasn't but it is true that i need to work on not just steamrolling a conversation and when he says something maybe it's going to benefit me to go Oh, that's interesting you say that and repeat back to him what he said in a way that makes him feel understood and heard like there and there are things I miss all the time when I'm just 
Yeah, I feel like you get your thoughts out there through words. Like, while you're thinking, you're also talking. They both happen exactly at the same time. And I kind of do the same. You don't go, you never, I've never seen you go. Except when I couldn't talk. That was the only time where thoughts had to go. And I'd go, is this important enough to speak? And now I'm back to, (laughs) I need to get back to a place of like thinking before speaking. But God, is it fun to just speak without thinking? It's It's the most fun ever. It's what we do for a living. (laughs) We're kind of good at it. Okay, let's get to another Fanthrax. That was a great one. Sorry to uh, Noah. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah, that was great, Sarah. And Genevieve. Here's another uh, ham drip from Victor. Hey, Nikki, Andrew, Noah. Um, I was just listening to today's episode, Tagging Out, and you um, commented about how guys like use sporting games or sporting events to like let out emotions that they can't elsewhere. I actually went to uh, the Detroit Lions home opener uh, at Ford Field. And when I was walking to my seat, I heard a guy behind me just go, oh, man, I can't wait to yell. And I, I laughed to myself. And then <laughs> some of my friends of like, foreshadowing therapy. Like, that's not, that's not a healthy mentality going into this game. But I just, I just thought it was Hilarious. funny y'all commented on that because, uh, yeah, I, I went to a couple of football games this season. And, and it's definitely a thing. So uh, love the show. And yeah. uh, j- jackpot. Thanks, Victor. Hey, um, oh, that's, that's a good so point. Funny. I mean, just right on the nose. Just, yeah. but I like that that person at least ign- there's yeah. something <laughs> I like about that of yeah, like he know he knows what he needs. Yeah, he has yeah, an excuse yeah. to yell, <laughs> and we did unpl- we did uncover something in that. I think men, you're right. They use that as an excuse to get feelings out because I, my dad's anger that night just startled me so much. But it was just something he probably isn't able to get out anywhere else. Probably, yeah. But it was just He can't turn and yell at you. That just, just says abuse. <laughs> he's gotta yell at he's gotta yell through the he's yelling at you through the bangles. <laughs> I well, he's like message received. <laughs> I'm like, can you be more Chris like and just not say anything? He's like, come on, say- score a touchdown. Also buy me a car. <laughs> it is <laughs> It is interesting how some people when they're upset scream and some people shut down. Yeah, or yeah, or do both. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like the idea of the guy go, when... going to the game and he's impartial. He's just there to yell. He's just like, yeah. he's not even there. He's well, just yelling. I used to want to have a thing where you could go break stuff because I think well, that, that is a thing. Yeah, there yeah. are rooms where you can just go shatter things with a sledgehammer. Yeah, listen, it's all the same thing. Yeah, that's the so, same shit. In playing sports, I'm, I bet that gets it out even more. I mean, like, oh, dude, it got out everything. That was the best. And then it just goes away. That's yes. the hardest part. We were talking about that feel. when to retire. You just performing comedy also does. I mean, performing does that too. Like I feel like my whole set can be dictated on, like my my mood. Even podcasting. Like I came in here yesterday depressed, and it was a whole different vibe than the day before. I think that's why I like to do four days a week, is because I can't guarantee I'm going to be in the best <laughs> podcasting mood w- one day a week. You know, like the only it's too much th- yeah. of a grab bag with old moody. I feel like though, if we had to do probability, Please. if I know you well enough, towards Wednesday, Thursday, you're gonna tend to be at least when you're touring. Interesting. When you're touring, Wednesday and Thursday, you start. Freaking out? No, no, no. It starts getting better. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Monday and Tuesday. I because think. I'm back in a yeah. place where I don't have any purpose. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Final thought. Kirsten was on a vacation the other day from her job, and she, it was a nine-day vacation in Cape Cod all over the Who took care of the pods? <laughs> the faux pods to 
take care of themselves. That's what makes them. Fall. I did a lot of research on fallbots. I was like, why do they exist? She was like, well, they are plants that don't need to be watered. They can exist in the freezing cold. So uh, to have a kid pin like it, that, Noah, pin it. Um, so <laughs> she, but she goes because she was having. She was starting to freak out about like she bought a vibe. I'm sorry, Kirsten. She bought a toy. <laughs> That vibrates. That she went to a store and there this the woman there talked them into this toy, and they spent like two hundred dollars on this thing. I mean, these vibrators are like expensive now. William Sonoma. <laughs> yeah, restoration yeah. hardware. Restoration hardware. <laughs> it was a it was a, just a, a bed post you can grind on. Oh, wear your heart, all right. <laughs> hey now. And she was feeling this immense, and I think. I, it can't just be her and I that have this. If you haven't worked in a couple days or you feel like maybe you have a, a vacation, right? And you haven't earned money proactively in a couple days, little charges suddenly, no matter how well off you are, start feeling like. Oh. When we were terrible. off, when you couldn't speak, yeah, I was like, I can't get sushi. Yes. It will never come back. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that way. Yeah. And so Kirsten was having that with this. She was so upset. <laughs> but she was like, I, you know, because we've been counting cries and coming. And so she was like, I cried because of this dumb thing we wasted our money on that didn't even work. And... And wasn't even good. And I looked at the toy and I was like, oh, I actually have one of those. I don't think you're supposed to do what they... I go, you put that inside you during sex? Like with another... And she was like, yeah, that's what it says to do. And I'm like, oh, I guess I never read the book. I always thought that was a solo toy that was so dumb. So I got to try it out and see if it works for me. But anyway, she was so (laughs) mad about it. And I was like, oh my God, I so relate to this. One of the fights I got in with Chris during my silent times. uh, It was right after my silent time. But I've been off work now. I haven't earned money for... You know, the podcast, I earn money, but like it just doesn't even feel, I just, I haven't been working in a way that makes me feel like I'm working. And I like ordered a Starbucks to the wrong place in Lexington, Kentucky when we were there watching Greg Warren's special. And Chris and I took an Uber to this other Starbucks and Chris had kind of told me, oh, we're going to this part of town. And I just like selected a Starbucks that I thought and I selected the wrong one. And so for a second I was like, well, you told me town center. And I was like, and I ordered it to town. Like, I was just like, well, you told me town center and I ordered it to that one. So that's why it's at yeah. another one. But I'll guess, I guess I'll just uh, waste $8 on a drink. And I just had that like toed of like, and then he shuts down. Cause he's like, you're mad at me. Like I'm to blame for it. And I'm like, and then I just go, babe, I'm sorry. I don't know why I, I did. I just overreacted. It's $8. It's not a big deal. I just ordered one to this one. Who cares? It's not a big deal. And he was like, but we can go get yours. It's fine. And he was figuring it away. And I was like, it's so stupid. I just haven't worked an $8 to me. It, even yesterday, I went to Caldi's because they didn't have almond milk at Starbucks on the street. And I, it was $10 for a smaller coffee than the one I get at Starbucks that is not even as good. And I was so mad about it. And I could afford $10. I mean, but for some reason, it was de- it's devastating right now. Like every... I just, but anyway, Kirsten said that she realized how I feel. She was like, when I'm not home, when I'm on vacation, I feel constant guilt about everything. And I feel like I can't really enjoy myself. I feel like, you know, when it was, she one day it was rainy there and she started crying because she was like, well, this is a pointless day to even be here. I should be home working instead. So she felt guilty. And she was like, and I go, I feel that way when I'm home. Yeah. Like, I, I, that's how I, I feel imbalanced so it's like the opposite she feels secure at home because that's where money routine everything and i feel on the road is almost like home oh and when i'm home like you said monday tuesday maybe i don't know yeah i don't know i always thought that it was like it's interesting with you because you don't get the runner high from perform at least you 
Well, ne- you never Chris really. Chris says I do. He was like, you I are charged you, up after I think show. you are. I yeah. think you are. But I think I you almost fight against it. Some, or at least you verbalize that it's like not that big of a deal. Maybe it's to like. I'm in a good def- mood and I'm spunky, but I'm not like, they love me. I yes. love this. No, you don't do I'm that. I'm amazing. But I think that high, whether it's like consciously or like you want to admit it, it's, it is a high. Yes. It, it goes somewhere. Mm-hmm. So then it has to come down. No matter how, maybe you That's don't go it, to the baby. highest. So you come down. The come down. It's always for the, every action. There is. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a pendulum swing. And I, I got. Remember when I was really depressed in LA? I don't know if I even talked about this on the podcast. I was so depressed after Jimmy Kimmel, and someone was like, "Yeah, you just did cocaine. Yeah, you just were on a bender for three days preparing for Kimmel. It was just like, <gasps> and then doing it, and everyone's like, you go out when you do Kimmel." It was so cool. I can't wait to like have my own talk show and come up with all these like rituals. But I think I said it like they they go like best show ever and all the crew. I mean, there's like 40 people create like a conga like not a conga line, but like a you know a gauntlet <laughs> for you to go on and you hand slap everyone. Then you go back. It's just like, and then afterwards they all give a toast to me yeah. and they're it, they, it it was just how am I not going to come down from that? It is ecstasy. So I gotta what I need to do is. Not if I did that every day, it wouldn't. It, I would get used to these ups and downs for sure. I would be able to regulate my adrenal glands and my like system. But when I'm not doing that regularly, it's going. I'm going to have crashes, and that was what that was. Well, I think nice to know. Uh, yeah, I think admitting that, like, I Women think after they have babies, yeah, the baby's coming. It's here. It's coming. It's coming. Oh, like you're married. You're engaged. All it's that. It's not just hormones. Looking forward to anything. It's got to be like this. Like, and or after a wedding, I always worry about women after a wedding because man, do you get so much attention before a wedding? And women, unlike Noah, who like thrive on that, are so excited about. I'm going to be the center of attention. Everything's about me this weekend. And even if you're not like that, it's just you know it's a big deal, and you're worried about all these details. And then I. I always, honestly, when I go to weddings, I just look at the bride and I go, oh, tomorrow you are no one's, I mean, your honeymoon's going to be great, but even that's going to be a little bit lonely because you get to this island in Hawaii where no one really is, is there's no family and friends around anymore that are as excited as they were here. the next weekend, you have another wedding. They don't have another wedding. You have another wedding to look forward to. Doing another show. yeah, doing shows, yes. So I think, I think, I guess... I think the defense mechanism that, or not defense, but like a way for us to shield it is go, yeah, it's 4,000 people. It's the same thing as doing a show for 100 people. It's the same thing when it's not. Really, it right. isn't. Because it, even if it's, we have to tell ourselves that well, because, because it's not. Because we know Can it's going to go away. It goes it's away. It's almost like. And, but also we can't love get. When people are scared to fall in love because they're like, what if, because they've been hurt before. What if this goes away? That's why I've had so many shows canceled. Not so many, but like. Every show I've had has been canceled. It's never been like, I just want to step away. And it hurts so badly the first time with Nikki and Sarah live. That you have to get ahead of it. The next time I was like, I'm not going to get excited about this Mm -hmm. because I know it will be canceled. And it's hard. And I even feel that way about having kids. Like I have said it before, but if you're a mother or someone who wants to be a mother, I think you are so much braver than I am because to love something that much that if it's taken from you, won't just like you know you can lose your job you can lo- you're gonna lose your parents we're gonna lose we're gonna lose everything we have eventually because you die and you lose nuclear it nuclear war yeah and nuclear war it's about eight weeks away I, I feel like <laughs> at least 
<laughs> I, I would have never have chosen to have parents if I knew the pain that is awaiting me when they die. I am so scared of it. I, if, if it was a thing where he was like, you can be someone who's just in the way that I'm going to be childless, probably. I would like to be parentless because I love them so much. I am in for a world of hurt. So why would I want another thing I could possibly mm -hmm. lose? Mm -hmm. I just don't want to do it. Even my nephew and niece, I'm just like a little resentful they were thrusted into my life because now I love this thing so much that I'm like, if something happens to them, my life oh, is insane. over. It'd be insane. Although I do, I said, made a joke the other day because <laughs> Anya was talking about someone she heard on some podcast or something that said, you know, this woman was having just kind of monotony in her career at the age of 40 or whatever. And she was just like, I guess this is my life. And then her dad died and it made her like rethink everything. And I'm like, Hey, can my dad die pretty soon? Cause I would really like to like, I need a, I need something to like jolt me. So it's kind of funny being like, well, maybe just like a heart attack and almost die. It's what I, it's yeah. the thing I want. At least in the world, at least but, in the world. Yeah. But I know that when my dad dies and my mom, but when my dad dies, cause I'm like daddy's girl, the rock when I will, it will, something will happen. I will start a jewelry business. I will start pinning things on Pinterest. Something, there will you'll be a giant a canoe, shift probably. in me. I yeah. think buy a canoe. Um, but anyway, oh, um, what was I going to say? Sometimes we need those shifts to like, to push ourselves forward. Unfortunately, it's yeah. like, can be very sad. But. I'm looking for one. And do you know what I just, because Kirsten made a giant uh, change in her life that were like, she was kind of teeter-tottering. No, not that oh. thing. So she was teeter-tottering on a decision that she needed to make of like, am I going to do this thing or am I not going to do it? And the thing that made her decide to do it, which I think is so dumb, and I totally like rolled my eyes when she did it, she saw a psychic. And yeah. so I just wrote to Kirsten's psychic because I was like, <laughs> I need something mystical or some kind of push to like make me believe like make me make a decision and not that i even need to make a decision i just feel like i'm i just need a jolt mm -hmm. and i don't want anyone in my life to die i don't want the jolt to happen from like a car accident i want like maybe a psychic to really floor me with something now would it be here's the thing with psychics though they're never negative like i sometimes i wish they were negative just because that would jolt me yeah be like well if you're on this path this, well, this is psychic doesn't know your last name doesn't look you up at all and I, there's something about that that I feel good about. I almost wrote to her and was like, this is Nikki Glazer Because I kind of like to tell people, so like maybe they can Google me, even if I wasn't famous, just so they know I'm not like a f crazy person. Mm -hmm. But I just said Nikki. So I feel like... I'm excited. Me too. We'll this, see what happens. This, she hasn't written me back, but I predict... Dana White, who's the UFC. Mm -hmm. uh, I know we he have to wrap. He has the, the girliest rap, name ever. Uh-huh. We have uh, to go. He uh, actually, you know what? Maybe we'll save it for next time. I don't. Know. Oh my god! Well, I don't know. Stay tuned. We actually have a lot to get to next Monday. I do want to preemptively say that um, we have an amazing song that someone had sex to that we are going to play on Monday's show. That is so funny. I hope we get to it. Uh, we have your Dana White story. Uh, we'll have, I'm going to Metric to see Metric in Denver. This is the band Metric. I'm going to um, Jake Owen tomorrow night. Andrew's going to see Jake Owen tomorrow night in St. Louis and St. Charles. Um, I'm going to Denver with Noah and my friend Kat, and we're having a whole weekend. We're probably going to go oh, to yeah. Columbine for a fourth time. I'm very excited. It'll be Noah's first. One for each kid. I have been to Columbine three times. I'm going to try to go four times in a year. So that'll be this weekend. I got to get this call. Thank you guys for listening so much. Don't be clear this weekend. And Jack, Jack Sparrow. The guy from White Stripes.
This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your for show. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.